Hi everyone, Isha here. I just wanted to give a quick trigger warning for this episode. We do touch on sexual assault, intimate partner violence, as well as suicide. If those are things that you are struggling with, proceed with caution. In any case, hope you enjoy the show. our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about the Black Moon clan in the Black Moon arc in the manga and the Sailor Moon R series, or season rather. Yeah. Sailor Moon R season. We have, yeah, we've said so much about them already because this season gave four of them more development than the entire Senshi team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including Usagi. I feel like we didn't get a lot of Usagi development either. No. Like. <laughs> she didn't have a chance to have this... development. She was too busy being gaslit the entire time. I know. And like, it's. Even though we just recorded the Chibisa episode, I feel like. The anime didn't develop Chibiusa either. No, she just showed up. It's very, it's very strange how you can have so many episodes and I don't remember how the good guys got, like how the good guys developed, if at all, except for like the Minako funny episodes. Yeah. And that's not development, that's just a spotlight. Yeah. It's like she, Minako is perfect. She was allowed to exist and like do things in the world for once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we even had like a whole episode kind of dedicated to like potential Artemis development. Yeah. Which is wild. <laughs> Considering that I don't feel like we got that for Mars. Like like the development for each of the characters seemed to happen in tandem with the development for the Ayakashi sisters. Because let's be real, like, this whole season was about the Ayakashi sisters until they all turned good. Right, right. Uh, and then they were like, oh yeah, we have a whole other cast. <laughs> and they're like, oh wait, don't we have main characters? It's like, oh yeah, aren't, like, the people named after Gemstone supposed to be important? <laughs> it's almost like somebody said, oops, all Zuko. <laughs> Yeah, where it's like, you have Azula right there. <laughs> like, nah. It's like, no, no, no. No, no, no. We're we're not going to focus on them. We're just going to focus on these four. And it's just like the polar opposite of the manga, where like the Ayakashi sisters exist to be killed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they are there. And the only person, the only person who has like the same level of like, Acknowledgement and development is Rubius in both the anime and the manga. <laughs> Nobody likes Rubius. No. Except for except for Koan. Well, he's not interesting. He's not interesting to look at. He doesn't do anything interesting. He just he shows up, you know, he's kind of a dick, and then he dies, you know? Yeah, which is <laughs> that's skipping ahead a little bit, but like <laughs> yeah, he's that's just... all there is. Yeah, like he's got like Vegeta hair, but red. Kinda. That's about. 
it he's got dog tags for a war he's never been in right <laughs> for some reason you know like that he picked up he's wearing stitches. combat <laughs> i just like i like to imagine that wise man was like when he recruited them was just like okay so i have to give all of you makeovers right well that's so many of them you know that's why so many of them look like they walked off the runway and then there's this guy yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's just that like crystal tokyo of the future was like everybody is fashion fashion all the time like yeah walk walk fashion baby he just kind of maybe that's uh, something about him because you know he dresses in a military style even though he's not in like actually in the u.s military or anything like that um so he's always kind of reminded me of those kids in high school that like will have dog tags or wear them on their keychain and dress in in um combat boots and camo and i i have i have a bias against that (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of like proto stolen valor isn't it yeah yeah like when you see a person like dressed like that outside of a military operation you're just like ah yes a douchebag right and sometimes those (laughs) kids will like grow up to join the military okay cool but like yeah but they're like the worst part of the military Yeah, but most of the time they just join you know call of duty and that's about it or yeah i mean like they might like sign up and like go to boot camp and like flunk out of boot camp because the military's like, yo, we're hard up, but we're not that hard up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's some people, like, when the military is like, you are not good enough to be cannon fodder, like, you really need to look at your <laughs> life. <laughs> and then these are the people who go around saying, like, I served our country and, like, demanding veteran benefits at, like, Denny's. <laughs> we're talking about my ex right now, right? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. A little bit. Anyway. You know your ex would cosplay as Rubius and, like, not get that that was a bad thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The notes that I have for Rubius is, honestly, has the least character development and exploration. Starts as a douche, stays a douche, gets killed by friendly fire, literally. Right. In both the manga and the anime. It's different because in the manga, like, Wiseman's like, I'm just gonna kill you because you're running away. And the anime Esmeralda's like, yeah, you're gonna burn to death in this space station. Like, bye. <laughs> Either way, he's just kind of let go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is very, it's very fitting, because he's, like, it's funny, because he's present so much in the anime, but, like, just as, like, look how terrible this dude is to, like, his slavishly devoted followers. Like, people you know like don't be a douche to the people who follow you yeah yeah um and following from that we'll go back to the ayakashi sisters or the specter sisters in english yeah Um, and for whatever reason cohen um is absolutely in love with him which i mean i get it she's the only one um (laughs) she's like they all like kind they all kind of 
Except for Birdier. I think all of them kind of, like, move to flatter him. Like, Birdier sort of subverts that a little bit. Like, she uses everybody else's, like, determination to prove themselves to Rubius um, while sounding like, you know, like, she likes him. Personal headcanon, like, Birdier in the anime is 100% a lesbian. (laughs) You know, she's like, I know I'm supposed to be like, ooh, Rubius-sama, but, like, not really. Right. <laughs> That's plausible, you know? considering the writer. <laughs> With Birdier, it might tie into, like, her ice powers a little bit, because you know how, like, if a woman's not interested in a man, like, men will be like, oh, you're frigid, you're an ice queen. Yeah. And she's, like, a literal ice queen. Yeah. And then you have Khan, who's just, like, who is, so, like, it's Khan to Mars, Birdier to Mercury, Calaveras to... Venus and pets to Jupiter. Um, and pets and Jupiter is very, very tenuous. Um, but like, Koan is just all passion and fire, but like all the negative aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love her in her literal off the runway outfit. Like, when Hun- like Takeshi Sensei saw this on a runway and was like, I'm stealing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't unsee it. There's so many runway things where you're like, yeah, that looks like a Sailor Moon villain, and this is why. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, truly, like, I love how Takeishi Sensei just, like, wholeheartedly plagiarizes, like, model images <laughs> for not only her bad guys, but for her good guys. Yeah. Yeah. She's just like, that's a bomb-ass look. I'm going to make something to fit that. Right. It's pretty great. I love that dress. Guess who's wearing it? Sailor Pluto. Yeah. And I love Koan's um, hair. I like her hair. Like, it's... it's yeah! Like cat ears, and then... Yeah, the All of this volume. And <laughs> It's just... It's fabulous. I love Koan's whole look. I hate... I think the thing I hate the most about Khan is her, like, devotion to Rebius. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in, like, an immature person's way. Like, for this group who, like, has no real love for each other, like, their idea of love is possession. Which is weirdly in line with, like, how Ale and Anne saw each other. Yeah. Like, love is, like, forcing yourself on each other. Um, I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> No, but they carried over, they un- <laughs> they intentionally or unintentionally carried over the theme, so even though the that first Doomtree arc was entirely separate, the theme seems almost identical. Yeah, it's funny that, like, the subtitle for, like, Sailor Moon R, like, they are supposed to stand for romance, and it's almost like this season is, like, a primer of how not to do romance. Right. It's the opposite. <laughs> it's like don't don't be like any of these people. <laughs> right. Well, I I thought it was ironic when um so we get to that point where um to kind of move forward with Koan a bit. Koan is obsessed with with Rubius and um it gets to the point that She's basically being abused by him, and Mars is the one to point that out. And they have that showdown, and um, Mars basically... I I thought it was very ironic, because Mars goes through, and it's like, 
telling her that this is a bad relationship and that she needs to get out of this situation. When it's very much like, this is the stuff she should be telling Usagi for all this stuff going yeah. on with Usagi and Mamoru at that time. But she's it's complete opposite with them. Like with Usagi and Mamoru, they're like, oh, no, you guys actually love each other. You just need to give it some time. Yeah, it's weird <laughs> that, like, Mars recognizes how awful Rubius is to Kalan and how, like, Kalan's obsession with Rubius is not good or healthy. And then turns around with Usagi and Mamoru and is like, Meh. Right. <laughs> when, you like, your fun. literal job is to protect your princess. This guy is hurting your princess. Yeah, throw him out. Therefore, fight this guy. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, when he shows up to help you out, be like, okay, Isagi, uh, do you mean Princess Halation while I go beat the crap out of your ex-boyfriend? Right. And if I could add, just to be you know? petty, because I was re-watching a little bit before this episode... His top hat is really poorly animated in this season, too. God, it really is. <laughs> it's so funny because in the manga, like, Takeuchi Sensei, like, abandons that hat almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. She's like, this is hard so, like, to draw. He never wears that hat. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, it looked cool in, like, promo images and, like, I had it there. But it's, like, Sailor Moon's mask when she first transformed. Like, this is actually unnecessary and I'm getting rid of yeah, it. Yeah, it was there for a second. It doesn't need to be there. Whereas the anime commits, the anime is like, you are wearing this hat, this hat is glued to you. Right. Like, that hat never comes off of him. Yeah. And it's always rendered very strangely. Yeah, because they glued it to his head. <laughs> They're just like, this hat can never move. Like, it never moves. Yeah. No, like, enemies don't knock it off, ever. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a thing. But yeah, so... It's an... Koa. It's, a, it's an amazing top hat. It is an amazing <laughs> top hat. It's, but it's very ugly in this season. Yeah. But with Koan, I love... It's really fun to watch Koan try to trade barbs with her sisters because she's clearly not as good at it. To do what? To, to trade barbs. Oh, yeah. Like, when they're all kind of, like, sideways insulting each other, like, passive-aggressive insults and, you know, making, like, vague metaphors and whatnot and... And Koan's like, yeah, you suck too. It's like, oh, honey. Yeah. You know, it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, you're the youngest. You just don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's very much, um, the softest, you know? I, I like Koan, the episode that you were talking where like Mars is fighting for her. I like that Mars, I don't think we mentioned this in the century episode. I think we forgot, but like Mars literally getting in the way of jupiter's attack to save koan like no like this is not a bad person this is a this is a person in a bad situation yeah. um and like koan just accepting help yeah you know like she's fully ready to to use that device that rubies gives her and like to end her life and the life of the century and mars is just like no <laughs> love yourself choose you yeah um and then she's, like, purified. And we we brought this up, you brought this up specifically in, in the previous episode where she doesn't stop being into makeup and beauty and stuff. Yeah. She's still fully into it. It's just not... She just has other 
other things now. Yeah, and it's also just, like, the makeup is not about, like, trying to be attractive for Rebius. It's just, like, I actually just enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. It's just a part of her and her interest in what she likes. Yeah, she's a cute character. I I always liked her best, and that might have just been the aesthetic. Um, But I like that she... um, I like that she becomes human. I like that she is the first to defect, you know, because it's such mm-hmm. a, yeah, it's such an interesting and unhealthy dynamic this group has. It's, um, it reminds me, the Black Moon clan and the Aikashi sisters very much remind me of, like, a cult, you know? You've got a cult, you've yeah. got the cult leader, and everybody is misdirected and brainwashed into being part of this group and it's normal for them this this dysfunction that outside looking in is clearly toxic is normal and and what's so funny about you saying that they're like a cult is that's their tagline for the moon kingdom what do you mean like they they they're like reject the cult of the moon oh yeah you're right but the white moon is is controlling all of us yeah which is ironic because they're the ones who their organization lines up a lot more with a cult you know yeah and um even to the point of showing outside thought leads to them being ostracized you know yeah, just having, like, a doubt for a second. Yeah. They're like, how dare you? They immediately turn on each other. Yeah, it's like, prove yourself, prove yourself to us. You've been failing. Prove yourself by killing yourself, you know, doing this job that's mm-hmm. going to lead to your death. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. very much a cult. And she's the first to um, defect or, you know, deconvert, you could almost say. Mm-hmm. And... um and they immediately start coming up with reasons as to why, you know, oh, she was the youngest, she was the weakest. It's kind of the attitude, right? When she leaves. Because mm-hmm. they see it as shameful. Yeah. None of them question. None of them are like, wait a second, what did she see? Maybe we should reevaluate. They're like, no, she betrayed us. She betrayed us. Yeah. So. It's, it's funny to see... Because when you look at Khan and like all of the three pages that she got in the month, oh. <laughs> like the only thing she really does is like tell death fortunes, which is I feel like like manga Khan is just evil. <laughs> like there's nothing redeeming about her. Yeah, I don't even know. Like they're called the Ayakashi sisters, but because like literally all of the Black Moon Clan has a bunch of droids, they have a bunch of you know, just robots. I wonder if, like, the Ayakashi sisters are just, like, fancier droids. They could be. You know, because because they are just one-dimensional in the manga. Yeah. So. I think that's very likely. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just, like, I bet Rubius is like, I want to have fancy droids, and Sapphire was like, really? <laughs> it's like, yeah! I want to have fancy ones to match the senshi so they can beat them. Make them Sapphire's funny. like, Oh my god. <laughs> Zephyr's like, fine, whatever. Here's your fancy droids. Throw some magazines at Zephyr's- him. Make him look like this. Zephyr's <laughs> out here, like, making fancy droids for Rubius and Esmeralda. Like, oh my god. 
Fine. Here's your twins, Esmeralda. Is that good enough? She's like, yes. <laughs> fine. That's fine. That's exactly what I wanted. Tathir's like, oh my god, you people. <laughs> <laughs> um. So from Koan, we get Birdier. And if Koan didn't defect, if Koan didn't embrace the Senshi, um, then none of the other three would have been able to get out because it's Koan being like... Look at me! Look how happy I am! Please come out of this garbage. Yeah, she she vouches for the senshi and for humanity as a whole. It's like, hey, yeah. it's actually not horrible out here. You guys should consider it, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, considering, like, what kind of future they were going back to with, like, the earth, like, a burned out shell of itself. Like, mm. <laughs> Yeah. I'm cool with staying in the past. I don't have, I don't have faith in in a, a good future with the Black Moon Clan. Uh, and so from Koan we get to Birdier, who, uh, I think between the three in that, in the episode where she gets out and plays chess with Ami, uh, Birdier is harshest about Koan defecting, like Calaveras and Pads are like, you know, talking shit about her. But Birdier is like, she was wrong. She must be defeated. We have to show her up and be successful. Yeah. Like, Bridier takes it real personal. Probably because she's, now that she's, you know, she's second to the youngest, and the youngest is left, so it's probably because she's the lowest in the picking order. Mm, that makes sense. Could be, anyways. Also, just as a side note, she looks a little like Elsa. Yeah. <laughs> I like what you wrote. She stole her look and her powers. Yes. <laughs> Elsa stole her look <laughs> and powers, yeah. 100%. Um, I think Birdier has a better hairstyle, but whatever. Well, yeah. Uh, I like that Birdier is just kind of a jerk to everybody. Uh-huh. Like, all the time. But she has kind of, like, that, that high voice, and she always... She does kind of, like... It's not a valley girl voice, but it's, like, the vibe, you know, of, like, everything kind of ends with the question, where she's like, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's like, I hate you, but you haven't actually, like, outright said something that I can come back. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. And she's probably the rudest about Calaveras and Pets being older. Like, she's real mean to Pets about being a quote-unquote older woman. Right. Like, she's, it's she's like, Birdier, like, you're gonna get old too. <laughs> right. You think that's not gonna happen to you? you... <laughs> it's really weird. It's it's wild. Like, there's a lot of toxic femininity with Birdier. Yeah. I mean, it is with all of them, but, like, with Birdier especially, like, Birdier is the exact type of, like, icy, catty like, ageist, sexist kind of person that, like, I feel like everyone has met that woman yeah. at some point in their With lives. The, the you know, internal or, misogyny. Yeah. And, like, the only thing that would have, like, made her... She's not a pick-me. That's, like, the one thing where she doesn't actually care about, like, Rubius's affection. She just wants to have, like, his approval as a superior. Yeah. Yeah. In the manga, she's, again, like, I feel like in the manga, Birdier makes the strongest impression, 
because she straight up calls Sailor Mercury demonic. Yeah, and she... Dousing without a pendulum or without something, you know, like, that's that's demonic. And it's like, damn, girl! Yeah, yeah, she just <laughs> Showing up to some kid's school being like, you're demonic. Right. That was, uh, yeah. I mean, I got that every time I did, um, we'd have school rallies, and I would do palm reading mm-hmm. or tarot reading. I got that mm-hmm. a lot. Um. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Actually, what I got was, that's the devil. Okay, thanks. Take I mean, it, you don't like, want a reading. <laughs> I'm just trying to raise money for the club. Right, you're like, uh, I'm doing this for money. <laughs> like, you can, like, you don't have to come up to me and be like, that's the devil. Like, okay, thank you for your unrequested opinion. Yeah. Are you gonna pay? No. Then why are you here? Did you stand in line just to talk shit? Like, go away. Yeah. No, it was usually when there was nobody in line. They were just kind of like, just come by, say it, and then go. It's like, okay, be proud of yourself. You have, you have taken down the devil today by yelling at this one (laughs) random girl in the quad, you know? (laughs) Really doing the Lord's work. Yep. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, that's a movie. Anyway. I, I I get it, Ami. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that Birdier's like, I'm good at chess and I'm gonna beat you at chess and then immediately is like, anyway, here's some monsters in the manga. Right. <laughs> like yeah like i knew you weren't going to turn it down like i knew you knew it was a trap so here's some monsters right. <laughs> have fun uh whereas like they don't use the droids in the anime at all it's just like the eight of them uh-huh you know like it's just their and their powers like Bridia doesn't have droids as backup for the chess game like Colin doesn't have droids as backup like okay <laughs> Uh, I'm not mad about it. It's just interesting that, like, the the manga was, like, aliens and, like, it had, like, a very body snatcher feel, especially, like, with pets and Jupiter in the manga. Yeah. Where that's literally what was happening, you know? So, and they just didn't have that at all in the anime. I think because they already did, you know, oh, we just did aliens, you know, with the, um... Yeah. And... But, like... Yeah, and they were plant aliens, too, so it's like, we can't do Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I don't know. The anime is based around Sailor Moon. Everything is based around space. Like, I feel like you could do all kinds of aliens. Like, literally every single villain could be aliens. When you come down to it, the heroes are reincarnated aliens. Well, that's the thing, though, because, like, the remaining three seasons, it's just aliens. Yeah. That's that's how it should be. <laughs> like Deathbusters, aliens. Maybe they realize that after dead, this season. Yeah, maybe like Dead Moon, like Evil Moon aliens. Yeah. Stars, so many aliens. You guys didn't even know that there were other Sailor Senshi aliens. Yeah. Like that's how many aliens there are. <laughs> they all look like people. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, that was a tangent away from Birdier, but, like, I love- I think is my favorite of the Ayakashi sisters. I have, like, a special place in my heart for pets because, like, she's the oldest with, like, a really great unrequited love and, like, 
I'm a sucker for a good unrequited love. Yeah. Where it's just like, this can never be. And it's not because like the two people involved don't want to do something. It's because like life gets in the way. Yeah. Which is always an interesting story, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I love that after Birdier gets saved by the Senshi, uh, she's still a jerk to go on. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's still, like, that kind of, like, oh, baby sister, you're so stupid. Right. <laughs> she's still gonna be a troll. She's just a- Right. She's just a brat now. She's just not evil anymore, but she's still a brat. Yeah, it's it's really nice to that when they change from being Black Moon Clan to being- you know, regular humans. They're still themselves. They're just not awful anymore. Mm-hmm. So it, it shows that those traits aren't inherently evil, bad, necessarily. Yeah. yeah. It's just when you take it to the extreme. I thought that was really nice, um, especially, you know, that came out, um, was this in the, did we get this in the 90s or the early 2000s when this hit the US? We got this in the 90s. Okay. That is just around the time just kind of just before the the not like other girls thing really took hold that was more so of an early 2000s thing well i mean that was kind of like we'll talk about that later (laughs) but the not like other girls i think was born out of the oh we have to have a girl in the in the power team right for diversity you know, and so it's just so like, get, yeah, she's a girl, but she's not like other girls. Right, you'd get these very, uh, um, you went from one form of one t- one dimensional girl to a different form of one dimensional girl, you know? Yeah. And I do, appre- like, that's the thing I appreciate the most about Sailor Moon is that, like, everybody is a woman and, ev- like, one, like, how woman is interpreted is different for each and every yeah, character so they have that to, identifies as such. They have to have different personalities. <laughs> yeah. Because there's just so many of them. <laughs> and it's before um, it's before the whole uh, Dere thing took off where you have these very solid personality archetypes in anime. That's finally starting to loosen up. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I stopped watching anime because it was just so trope heavy, and I had to stop. Getting I was better. Like, I'm... This is like, I mean, that's why I would only stick with slice of life stuff yeah. because I'm like, this is just you have to write normal people. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the point of slice of life. Anyway, on to Calaveras. I love Calaveras in the manga because even though she's second oldest, she's the last one standing, and I love her medium powers. I love that she goes on TV. I love that she, like, just goes full Sylvia Brown. Yes. And, like, lies to everybody in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Sylvia Brown uh, was a purported psychic uh, who was not psychic, wrote several books, was on, like, Montel Williams, like, a talk show, and she would, like, answer questions people in the crowd, and, like, she told one woman um, his daughter was kidnapped and this was like the case in Cleveland where three women were rescued out of a home and had been held captive by a man for years. And the mom of one of those women was on the shows like what, like where, like where's my daughter? What happened to her? And Sylvia Brown was like, she's dead. I'm sorry. Right. And, uh, and she was and the victim dead. was watching. Cause she was, cause she, the victim was watching was horrified because she was like, my mom is on the show. Like, 
Sylvie is going to tell her that I'm alive and my mom will be okay. And then like watches her tell her mom that she's dead. And her mom died of cancer before she was rescued. Oh my God. Yeah. I didn't so, know that last uh, part. Calaveras, I didn't remember it. I yeah. blocked that out. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. It's it's, it's, it's it's very she, awful. And she was like on radio. She, uh, didn't she even have, she's one of the ones who had like a call in phone number too, right? Probably at some point. Like, I don't think she was like Miss Cleo level no. of Colin numbers, but like, no, she was a grifter. She grifted hard. Uh, and I, I do love that Calaveras as an evil person, like, just gets right into the grift. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, Venus shows up and is like, no, <laughs> I'm cutting you off. You can't do this. this. Uh, She's like, this is wrong. I've met a real psychic. Yeah. Uh, and you kidnapped her. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the anime, Calaveras, I don't think gets as much attention as the other three. Even, like, Pets gets more attention. Like, Pets is more... Pets gets more attention and Calaveras is her foil. Yeah. She's very much there as almost like an antagonist to Pets. They've got a very vicious rivalry. Yeah, like, Calaveras is the second oldest and kind of, like, uses that against pets of, like, haha, you're the old lady of the bunch. And it's like, you're not that far behind, Calaveras. Right. And who knows um, how long-lived these beings are. Right? We don't know how old these people are. Right. You know, like they have to, I guess they have to be adults because Cohen becomes a makeup seller. We know they're adults because they all wear uh. lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, that's correct. That's the Sailor Moon way of showing you that someone is an adult woman. If she's wearing lipstick, they're an adult. Yeah. Otherwise, she'd be wearing And you can gloves. tell that Pets is the, o yeah, you can tell that Pets is the oldest because her lipstick is the darkest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So even without them saying, like, who's oldest, because Pets has the darkest lipstick, that tells you that she's the oldest. Yeah. This this is true also for the Outer Senshi in the future, because Pluto has the darkest lipstick. Yes. And she's the oldest. <laughs> yeah. And she's the first one to wear a lipstick. When you get, when she comes in, she comes in wearing mm -hmm. lipstick. Nobody else wears lipstick, at the, you know, mm -mm. in those seasons. Yeah, the only, I mean, Neo Queen Serenity, but again, like, no, because she's Andy. an adult. <laughs> oh, the Senshi, yeah. 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 She's the only Senshi that you actually see wearing lipstick on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much else about Calaveras. No, I mean, she's, which makes me a little sad. She's very much <laughs> just a, a follower. She's a foil to pets. Um... Yeah, like, she doesn't even get her own, like, independent, like, come to the good side. Like, she and Pets are, like, a package deal. Yeah. In that episode, like, we get Calaveras and Pets, like, in one fell swoop. Right. Um, but I do like that, like, when Bertier and Koan show up to that episode and they're, like, be your sister, like, abandon this. Like, Calaveras is the first one who wavers. Yeah. And is, like, maybe our sisters have a point. Like, she she distrusts Rubius and Pets is just all in. Pets is like, I am going to uh, redeem our family. 
because our sisters have shamed us. Yeah. Uh, it's very, like, suicide bomber honor killing kind of way, but for yourself? Yeah. Instead of, like, for other people, like, you're not... Well, I mean, Pets doesn't want, she's like, Pets is glad when, like, Koan and Birdie are show up, because she's like, great, I get to kill you two along with the senshi. Right. But, again, it goes back to a very cult mentality, you know? She's like, I'll redeem us by us all going down, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to leave. Yeah. Pets, I love Pets in the anime. Pets in the manga, I think, has the least development because i often forget like what did pets do and i think pets's only remarkable thing in the manga is that she actually got killed by jupiter yeah like i think if if i'm remembering correctly like jupiter by herself killed pets i like pets hair i hate her bodice i like i feel like her bodice would be great if it wasn't like the madonna cone yeah well for the like on the boobs but that's the point yeah. Uh, I feel like it was pointier in the manga than it was in the anime. I think they I think rounded so. it out in the anime, which was a better a better choice, No, I think Calaveras had the super pointy ones in the manga. Mmm. No, um... I mean, Calaveras and Pets both had, like, pointy Yeah, but boots. Pets has, like, an eye or something on the tips, so it looks oh, like nipples. I always... <laughs> yeah, I always, like... I think my brain just autocorrects it to being a spiral because I don't want, I don't like the look of it. Yeah. Hang on. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm typing <laughs> right now. Tip, tip, tip. Yeah, yeah. She's on her bodice. She's got like some kind of like medallion or shape that just looks, yeah, looks like nipples. Oh, yeah. They're definitely supposed to be eyes because the top, there's like these okay. flourishes that look like eyelashes. But they just look like nipples. She got sparkly nipples. Does she have feathers? Or is- yeah, she's got yeah. feathers on her shoulders. I don't know what they're attached I, to. I like, I love, I love the, fe- I don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, I love the feather epaulets. Yeah. They're fun. I think, like, that's, that's a look. That's what gets me. I'm just like, yes, I, I love an epaulette. <laughs> I think it's uh yeah okay some some yeah if it wasn't for drawings it's epaulets yeah. some drawings it's like a capelet I like the epaulets better too yeah yeah uh yeah if it wasn't for Pets's like weird eye boobs uh her outfit would be perfect would be the best I love her updo too very vintage mm-hmm. is it an updo or is it like a like a short hair bouffant. No, she's like I don't. It, it looks. Does she have yeah, a bun? She's got a bun. Mm. But I love. Yeah, I also love the volume that she has. Yeah, I think Pets is very fashion forward again, except for the boobs. Except for the eye, the boobs. eye boobs. Yeah. I love the dark green. It's just it's a look. Yeah. They all have pretty great looks. Like. Yeah, I. I wish Bertier's hair was less severe. Really? Because it's just so... Yeah, because it's just... Not Bertier, I'm sorry. Go on. Calaveras. Calaveras. Calaveras, because it's just pulled back. Oh, but... Like, there's no... There's no bangs, there's no, like... I... Yeah, but it just feels like I... I want more. I like it. I like her big, giant bow. 
I love her bow. Don't get me wrong. But, like, we don't see her hair. It's just all pulled back. Yeah. And we just have, like, this big five head. And I feel like <laughs> she could use, like, some flyaways. Some volume. Some 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 kind of framing. So, yeah. Like, I need a little framing. Like, everybody else gets some kind of framing. Like, Khan doesn't really, but she's got the cat ears. Oh, yeah. I love how, like, Khan this is turned from character analysis on. to just... Well, there's, like... <laughs> There's not too much to talk about that we haven't already talked about. And their fashion is great. Kalan's got that giant gem in the middle of her forehead. That's what breaks up the the five head. So even though she doesn't have any fringe or framing, she's got the big old gem. Like like an artificial widow's feet. Yeah. I know. I'm done with the slicked back style. I think it's chic. I... It's just me. I'm pretty sure, like, I'm probably the only person who just doesn't care for, like, a full slicked back hairstyle on anybody. I don't care, like, what your identifying gender is. Like, I don't care for it. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes somebody, sometimes people just need a bitch pony, right? Isn't that what it's called? Super slicked back, the bitch pony. (laughs) I didn't know that's what it was yeah. called. Hang on, I'm going to Google um. that real quick. <laughs> Make sure I'm not crazy. If I do it. Sure. Yep. Yep. Bitch pony. Super slicked back ponytail. Okay. Okay, so that's her style. Like, it's not in a pony, <laughs> it's in a bun. And she has a bow to, like, mirror uh, Venus's bow. But... Yeah, I love it. I love that pets in the anime, they're like, Pets is in love with Sapphire, and all of her sisters know she's in love with Sapphire, and even Sapphire knows that she's in love with him, (laughs) but he never, like, moves forward with it. So she's just like, I love you, and I'm never going to tell you. (laughs) Yeah. And, And again, like, I love, I'm such a sucker, like, the romance tropes that I'm a sucker for are unrequited love, um fake marriage or fake dating um and sometimes it has to be done really well enemies to lovers uh-huh enemies to yeah, lovers but it has is to be a classic done. and it, it because it's a classic it's done poorly very often <laughs> but when yeah it's there's sometimes well, where like it is the best oh it's so good it's so like good. it's like people sometimes make and en- like the two people such strong enemies it's like they really should not be together like this is not healthy um and sometimes they don't have a satisfying like, enough arc to bring them together mm-hmm. yeah sometimes people will depend on the trope as to why they wind up together rather than actually developing it <laughs> yes exactly where it's just like this is an enemies to lovers and so it doesn't matter how I set this up because mm. I know what the end is going to be. I, Very late. I actually writing. kind of felt that way. I know everybody loves the Anastasia movie, and I do too. The animated one. Mm-hmm. But I actually felt yeah. their transition from from clashing to being in love is is not it's not so Oh so organic. Huh? I felt it was so organic. Really? I think I have to rewatch yeah. it because when I reflect back, I've always felt like, wait, what? <laughs> No, for me, that was Swan Lake. Swan Lake was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Swan Lake is the worst about that. <laughs> no uh, argument there. No, I I liked it because he's kind of a jerk, but, like, they both know that they, they need each other in order to pull off a grift. 
And then he realizes who she is and he's like, oh, I liked you back then and this is who you are now. And like he starts to soften and she's like, I don't know what's happening. I love it. I love it. (laughs) I just remember them. So enemies to lovers for me is like Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice because Mr. Darcy doesn't even want to be her enemy, but Elizabeth is like enemy, enemy, enemy. Right, right. (laughs) And he's like, but I'm in love with you. And she's like, you're the worst person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> like, and then she has to flip. <laughs> she has to flip. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about Pride and Prejudice. Maybe I'll like vent so that So if you're interested later. in some uh, much better romances, we refer you over to Jane Austen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, specifically Persuasion and Pride and Prejudice. Those are the only, well, Northanger Abbey is okay too, but I don't think Jane Austen would agree because she didn't publish that. That was published posthumously. Anyway, not the point. We're, we've talked about Rubius. We've talked about the Ayakashi sisters. We've mentioned like pets being in love with Sapphire. So like, let's go to the Black Moon clan. Let's go to Esmeralda because Esmeralda deserves so much better. Yeah. Um. Like, Actually, I remember just, her so much. Since we're just talking about Safir, why don't we finish Safir and then touch on Esmeralda? Because we've already kind of started talking about Yeah, Safir. okay. Yeah. Safir in the manga uh, is probably the most level-headed of everyone in the Black Moon Clan. And you think, like, maybe Usagi can get through to him and then he starts to choke her. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like... Like, Safir, you were so close to the right answer. He's like, I hate what Wiseman has done. I don't trust him. I don't trust that my brother listens to him. Like, everything around us is destroyed. And it's all your fault. Like, all of this is... It's like, all of this is because, like, Demando is in pursuit of you. If he, if you weren't around, then, like, everything would be solved. And it's like, oh, you were so, so close. close. <laughs> so close there. <laughs> Come on, Safir, you were right there. And, um... He attacks her, and then, like, once Isagi gets away and, like, busts her friends out of, you know, Nemesis jail. The basement. <laughs> Safir and, like, Safir and Demand are like, we have to turn away from Wiseman because this dude's not right. And then Wiseman hypnotizes the both of them and, like, makes Safir, like, have this beast arm. And the thing that I liked before is that Safir never wore the Black Moon Clan earrings. Like, he never wore... Uh, oh, the stones, the gems. Yeah, like, my brain defaulted to the Japanese name of Jaco Kusuisho instead of, like, the Malefic Black Crystal. I just sat here, I was like, what is it in English? I don't remember Jaco Kusuisho. Yeah, that's how you know I'm subs, not dubs. Um, but in the manga, like, after Wiseman hypnotizes them, like, Demando's faking it, but Safir is hypnotized. He wears the earrings, and, like, when... He dot, you know, like, you know, Demando is like all this time, and you never put one of those on, and now it's on you. So it's like that's when he knows his brother is lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in the anime, he make, he comes to the right decision, <laughs> but he loves his brother too much. He's like, I know I have to leave. I know that this isn't right. I know that what we're fighting for is wrong. Um but I have to go back for my brother. Yeah. I think it's super lazy how Sapphire, how Sapphire comes across the truth in the anime. 
And here's the character who's, like, in the manga, he's supposed to be the intelligent one. He's the cold, calculating, mm-hmm. technology uh, um, expertise. Yeah, he's literally the engine for the entire Black Moon Clan. He's the one who's able to use the black, the malefic black crystal. He's the one who like literally uses the planet yeah. to like bring them to Earth. Like he's the one who makes all the droids and like m- like has them try and travel. Like Saphir built this empire, right. and in the anime, the way he discovers that um, that Wiseman is going to betray them. It's not from, like, deducing it. It's not from, like, getting into files and, like, uncovering it or something like that, you know? No, it's because Mm -hmm. he goes, he stands in the hallway and, like, spies on Wise Man. And Wise Man just monologues. Just as an evil villain monologue. (laughs) He's like, ah, yes, Death Phantom, soon, everything will be yours, and... A fool like Diamond or Demand could never rule a kingdom like this. Instead, it will all be returned to silence, you know, and and he just, like, goes on. He just totally just, just recites his entire plan to nobody. Yeah. Like, for worshipping a god. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. For worshipping a god of silence, like, you don't know how to shut up, do you? (laughs) (laughs) He read too much Shakespeare. (laughs) He had to do a soliloquy. He was like, no one's around. This is my He's moment. Ah, like, uh, yes. Uh, I've been waiting for this. And I haven't been able to share my evil plan with anybody, so I'm going to share it with this empty room. And it's like, buddy, you like you did not. Clearly, there are not good cartoons in Crystal Tokyo. Right. <laughs> he did not learn. So, Sophia. <laughs> There's a lot of times where, like, where, like, as I've grown up, where I'm just like, man, none of these bad guys ever watched a movie. Nope, 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 none of them know the tropes. <laughs> so Sophia's like, I knew it! I've got to tell brother! And, like, for some reason, now Wiseman is aware of his presence, where he wasn't aware of presence a moment ago. And he's like, mm-hmm. you won't get away, and he starts to, like, attack him. And then Sophia, who teleports, because all of them teleport, just teleports mm-hmm. away before he gets killed and and um Wiseman's like he got away but that's okay I know where he's going and they're just like what do you know and what do you not know like what what you know so <laughs> the whole episode of like Saf- like the Sapphire Dies episode is extremely contrived I just, like, and it's re-watched- really meant to tug at your heartstrings yeah, I just rewatched it too, and I was like, maybe the second time around, I'll be less confused. Isha, I was no less confused. <laughs> I am so yeah. The confused. writing is not good this season. <laughs> it's the right re- back to like all of the tropes and just kind of like we know what story beats we want to hit, but we're not writing it in a way that we can actually hit them. So we're just going to force this through. That said, I did cry in this episode because like pets, when like, when the Ayakashi sisters find Safir, like hurt wandering the streets of present day Tokyo and they like rescue him. And then they, you know, it's just like Safir's like, I got to go back for my brother. And all of them are like, you, you know, you're gonna die, right? If you do that, and he's like, yeah. 
and it's like no i and won't like him and pets have a moment like calaveras like pulls birdier away and birdier's like why and calaveras is like because we have to let her say goodbye yeah yeah it's tragic it hurt me i was just like the first time i watched it i was like i cried and the second time i watched it i cried like <laughs> i'm like why can't you just let them be happy like they love each other in this version just let them be together <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, my ADD butt, I'm just sitting there like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for, like, the emotional adult beats that they give us in that episode of just, like, look how tragic this is. Like, he loves her back, but, like, he can't abandon his brother. Like, his first loyalty is to his brother. And it's just, like, it's the theme of, like, love and family and loyalty and how it's twisted with a black moon and how it's supposed to be played straight with the white moon. And like the themes are there. They just don't use them well. Yeah. They, they had a lot of good, you know, it's, it's very, yeah, it's very frustrating to just be like, you were so close and you were just going like, why, why were you, I know you know how to write. Right. We we see it. We see these moments of like, wow, wow, that's a good idea. And then you're just like, how do we get from A to B? Uh, uh, exposition. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone's gonna talk. It's fine. We're just gonna cut through. Um, it's so. So from Saf- Soft Boy Sapphire, uh, we go to uh, Boss Bitch Esmeralda, yes. who. Gave, who left such an impression on me from the anime that I was convinced she was in it way more than she actually was. I think we only get, like, eight episodes with her. We get, we get nothing with Esmeralda. Yeah. Which is too bad, because she's amazing. Like, she's so good! Like, even, like, in the manga, like, she's great. Like, she's not as good. Like, let's be real. Like, Esmeralda is, like, Esmeralda is the worst part of the girl, you know, in the group. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, she's in love with the leader, he doesn't notice her, like, she's kind of, she's kind of mean, but she's still powerful, and, like, everything is about, like, trying to get this guy who doesn't even know she's alive. It's, like, the worst part about Esmeralda. But in the anime, she's so funny, she's so pretty, her outfit's so good, her hair is so good, I love how long her red sash is, like, She's so funny. She has, like, the classic villainess laugh. Like, this, I don't know, I'm sure this laugh existed before Esmeralda. Oh, yeah. But, like, Esmeralda is the character everybody associates this with. In the like, U.S. Like, what is the origin of the, oh! <laughs> like, everybody will tell you it's Esmeralda. Yeah, at least here in the U.S. Yeah. Because you do see it, uh, I've, I've watched a lot of vintage anime. It's, it's a princess thing, you know? It, I love it. Yeah, it definitely exists. It exists not only in anime, but, like, in tokusatsu. Yeah. You know, like, that's a thing. Like, there is going to be a female villain, and she is going to do the- Oh! Yeah. I wonder if this has, like, origins in, like, kabuki. Like, this is a- This is a real I old trope so. in Japan. That would be fun. You know? I hope so, too. That would be cute. I don't we know have enough- no idea, I don't know but about think, kabuki. Yeah. We have no idea, but it would be cool. Yeah, I'm not going to do that research. I'm going to make that my headcanon, and if it ends up being actual truth, cool. <laughs> I, she's, Esmeralda is too good for this group. I wish 
we could have saved Esmeron. Like, I knew we couldn't. And I hate how she went out in the anime. At least in the manga, like, she goes down fighting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, she's fighting Sailor Moon and her friends. Like, it's not a great death. But at least, you know, she's fighting and she ends herself that way. Whereas in the anime, she's she goes to Wiseman, who has proven himself to be not trustworthy. And she's like, I want you to make me more powerful than Neo Queen Serenity. Which, like, girl, if he had that power, why would he have any of it? Right. You? Why wouldn't he have done it all the <laughs> Because Wiseman, like, he wouldn't need you. Wiseman's over there like, I don't need any of you. I will be the new queen. <laughs> Behold my look, beauty. If just, look, if Wiseman just got his dragon, he'd probably be a much happier person. <sighs> yes. Now, for some reason, my brain is just crossing Wiseman with Sidious, and it's great. <laughs> There's, I mean, I feel like there's, there's a fair amount of parallels, yeah. except, uh, Wiseman ends up being, like, an entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of making one out of technology. That's no man. I don't want to talk about the sequels. Can we? I don't want to talk about I the sequels. I don't talk about the sequels. You talk, oh. Talk about the Death Okay, Star. but Sidious is not, Sidious, Sidious is, like, not even involved in A New Hope. Like, he's not mentioned no, for true. the still. Death Star. We're not talking about Star Wars. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna cut that out. I'm gonna cut out. Well. I'm gonna cut out the Star Wars talk. I don't want to talk about Star Wars. Ugh, uh, fine. It's fine. I still want to imagine um, Darth Sidious in drag. So, okay, that's fair. <laughs> uh, I'm sure. Like, I'm 100 percent sure his his actor would do drag. Anyway, mm, Esmeralda deserved better. Uh, did not get better. But she lives on in our hearts as, like, one of the best Sailor Moon villains. Everybody loves Esmeralda. I've never met a mini that dislikes Esmeralda. Yeah, well, I mean, she's fabulous. Yeah. She's got some great fashion. How could you not? She's got a hilarious personality. She's got a great laugh. Like, she's great. Everybody loves her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Esmeralda. Perfect. Deserved better. Yep. Why couldn't you do moon? Why couldn't you do moon healing escalation for Esmeralda? Right. I kind of wish they had. Probably. <laughs> I know, right? We deserve more Esmeralda. Um, and so that leaves us with Demando. Uh, he does more in the manga, but like doesn't exist in the anime. Like I was waiting for him to show up, and then he just is silent the whole time. Yeah. Except except for when he tries to force himself on Isagi, which. Thankfully, in the anime, he doesn't succeed. He does in the manga, but, like, in the anime, he gets real close, and Usagi's like, absolutely not, and gets we, away. We need to clarify, force, him, force a kiss on her. You said force yes. himself onto, uh, which implies a heck of a lot more. I mean, he would he have if it but, wasn't a shoujo manga. Right. If this, if this is a Jose manga, he would yeah. have. It doesn't get quite We all dark. know the implication. Yeah. Um, he's got Esmeralda right there. <laughs> right. I mean, like, that's not to say, like, his taste is bad because his taste is Queen Serenity, like, Neo Queen Serenity. So, like, yeah, okay, I get it. But also, <laughs> recognize your limitations, Demando. Does nothing in the anime until his brother dies. And then he's like, oh, I guess I have to care. And it's like, what are you, the personification of depression in the series? Right. 
Like, in the manga, he's he's straight up like, I want to rule the world, and I want to subjugate Nia Queen Serenity. Like, I want to own he's her. He's got an actual motivation. I want to own the planet. Yeah. yeah. He wants to rule the world in, like, the worst possible way, and he wants to, like, take over Nia Queen Serenity, and his brother dies, and he's like, wow. I got nothing to live for, fam. Time to end the entire right. universe. He had such a, he had a far more active role in the manga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he actually mattered. Like, we saw him. Yeah. And he was evil. Like, he was a bad person who mm-hmm. did bad things. Instead of yeah, just unrepentantly kind of evil. Yeah, like, in the anime, I'm just like, you're supposed to be leading the Black Moon. And I have heard maybe five sentences from yeah. you. Like, you don't care. Do you care? Like, he only cares for Saphir. He just picks up his brother's body and is like, okay, I guess. And even then, it's like, nothing. Yeah. His his brow He has more of a reaction in the manga. Yeah, he has more of a reaction in the manga when Saphir dies than he does in the anime. And it's like, we have so much more time in the anime. Yeah. They spend so much time with characters that don't really matter. (laughs) And I love the Ayakashi sisters, but they don't really matter. <laughs> no, they don't. Like, we know that they don't matter. Like, we could have cut their episodes in half. It'd be different if <clears throat> they were continuing, if they were continuing characters after this season, you know? Like, they just, they're part of the series yeah. now. That would be kind of different, but they're just not. No, we never see them again. Yeah. It's annoying. It's frustrating. It's. I would have liked it if like, they just became like allies that are just like around now. Yeah, it would have been fun to be like, oh yeah, I was just talking to Koan, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Like we just name drop. We get nothing. We never hear from them again. Um, they pack up and they go live in Hokkaido. I don't know. And they disappear forever. They disappear forever. They're like Tokyo sucks, actually. <laughs> Please don't take that as, like, me saying Tokyo sucks, actually, because I've never been, so I can't say. <laughs> uh, so, we've done Rubius, Esmeralda, Sapphire, Demando. Uh, Demando sucks. Disgustingly obsessed with Neoclean Serenity. Woefully gullible. Like, yes. this man, like, legitimately thought he was the leader. It's like, bro. Like, right next to him, Weissman is calling the shots. It's like, bro, what do you do? <laughs> like, why are you here, Demando? You're... Like, I thought Rubius was worthless. <laughs> yeah. At least Rubius time-traveled. He tried to do a job. Right. He wasn't good at it. Yeah. But there was an attempt. He wasn't good at his job. But at least he had one. <laughs> at least he tried. Right. He earned that paycheck. He earned his death. He didn't earn his dog tags, but he earned something. <laughs> Oh, man. And then, like, Black Lady. We've talked about Black Lady in the Chibiisa episode, but, like, she's part of the Black Moon Clan. She shows up and everybody is upset about it. Everyone's like, Wiseman got a new pet. I'm not his pet anymore. And it's like, you guys really need to think about that. Yeah, Yeah, she's... Black Lady is even more confusing in the anime. Like... 
she shows up and he's like, look what I made. And they're like, uh, okay, I guess she's on our side now. What does she do? <laughs> yeah, they have such a non-reaction. In the manga, it's just kind of like, what? Yeah. What? And it's like, no, 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 see, look, black upside down moon. Yeah. They're like, I don't like that you're replacing me. That makes me uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> and like this episode, like, uh, the one I just rewatched, the one with Sapphire, um, like, Demand is sitting on his throne and like, Black Lady just kind of like sits on the arm of it. So it's just kind of like, is she just, mm-hmm. she's just there now? And you're just, you're just cool with that. Okay. You know? <laughs> She's like, and she's here too. Demand is like catatonic in the anime. Oh my god, yeah. It's so funny because I really do just impose what he's like in the manga over what he's like in the anime. So I'm just like, this isn't what I remember. And it's like, it's because your memory is wrong. I, mm, yeah, Black Lady just waltzes in and everyone's like, I guess this is happening in the anime like everyone's just like okay i guess like this is weird yeah like uh and they don't bother to even ask why though you know yeah and like we didn't even get to have like esmeralda versus black lady which would have been fun would have been so good yeah i don't know why they didn't and, do that it and demand for obsessed as he is with queen serenity has like no interest in black lady at all you know, there's like Which is wild because they've literally spent like forty episodes trying to kill her. Right. Right. So I don't know. She's there. Uh we we included her in this because uh even though we just talked about Chibiusa, she's still kind of technically part of the Black Moon clan when she becomes Black Lady. And uh that's yeah. that's about it. She's there. That's about it. She shows up and uh and they honestly does more work than I think any of the others do in the manga for sure. Yeah. In the manga she's actually for, like, the like ten... a threat. Yeah, for like the ten pages that she's black lady in the manga, she like does more than any of them did in like the previous six chapters. Yeah. She's a pretty decent threat in the anime too. It just she's still very mm-hmm. just confusing. <laughs> yeah. See, this is what happens when you get somebody from the white moon on your side. Like, they are competent. Right. <laughs> she just pulls out her little Evil toy. people don't know what to do. Evil people don't know what to do when someone is just, like, constantly competent. Right. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. You're good at this? Somebody with aim? No. <laughs> wow. Like, I give you a goal and then you meet right. it? Fascinating. Uh... Anyway, last but not least is Wise Men slash Death Phantom uh, slash the Planet Nemesis because, like, Neo Queen Serenity sees this dude who's, like, the first murderer in like, in decades, if not centuries, and is like, I know I'm supposed to kill you, but I just don't have it in me to murder a dude, so I'm just gonna banish you. <laughs> right. And I do love that, like, in the manga, she's like, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> I should have killed him. <laughs> like, this is all my fault because I didn't kill this one dude. Um, which. Which is really not, which is really not in Usagi's nature, you know? She, she has. Yeah. 
Especially, like, if that's not something that you've had to do for centuries, like, you've n- you haven't had to basically just, like, there was nothing she could do to purify him, yeah. you know? Like, he was just rotten all the way through. Yeah. And so, and she couldn't just kill him. And she probably couldn't order, like, I'm sure, like, Jupiter and Mars would have been like, yeah, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, one Supreme Thunder coming up. Uh, but... Yeah, she just couldn't do it. She just couldn't kill this dude. So she banished him to an evil planet, and then he merged with the evil planet and uh, was like, I absolutely want to corrupt everybody. I want to destroy the White Moon. Like, he, he's kind of also, like, for the destruction of the universe in, like... <sighs> like, Demanda was like, uh, you took my toes away, so I'm going to destroy everything kind of destroy the universe yeah. whereas Wiseman is like I mean I don't want to die but if everything is destroyed I'm not gonna be mad about it yeah in the anime though it seems you know? like specifically that's his goal yeah in the anime he's like I'm going to destroy everything I fooled these children into thinking that there's gonna be something for them at the end of this and there's not yeah. um it's weird I don't remember it's been a while since I've watched these episodes so like I don't have an impression of Wiseman in the anime. Like, all my impressions of the bad guys, except for the Ayakashi sisters, come from the manga. Well, you heard my impression. <laughs> yeah, he's basically, like, a less cool Darth yeah. Sidious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you write that he was, that you bet he was an incel? No, you wrote that one. Did Did I write yeah. that? He probably was, though. <laughs> I wrote that demand was woefully you know? gullible. Oh, okay. That's what you wrote. Both, both of those yeah. track. <laughs> yeah, there's something about Wiseman with like how much he hates Neo Queen Serenity that just gives me a lot of incel vibes. Uh huh. You know, where it's just like you hate this one lady so much, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's just something that you kind of see with um. With people who are deeply, deeply misogynistic. Uh-huh. Where it's just like, I think you just have an issue with one person, and then you've applied that issue to, like, the entirety of the spectrum of people. Yeah, well, basically... Um, without analyzing it. I, I feel like... Weissman is a misogynist. Yeah. I feel like his whole ethos is like, oh, look at the White Moon Clan. They think they're so good. They think they're so much better than us. You know, that's, like, literally what he tries to teach to the members of the black moon clan like that that's the motivation he doles out you know yeah he's he's like a pig in the mud trying to drag everybody down <laughs> with him he just he just kind of sucks i don't really have anything more in depth than that you know it's just like every time i see him i'm just like oh man <laughs> you know i feel like with all of the other bad guys in sailor moon um i can have some sympathy for them yeah like i can there's something where it's just like yeah that's messed up but for Wiseman, i'm like nah man you chose this like there's like you had it made and you were like actually let me make things worse like (laughs) you live in a utopia and you're mad about it yeah he's very much not meant to be sympathetic at all no there's nothing redeeming about him there's nothing sympathetic about him he's just pure evil and I think that's really all that needs to be said about Wiseman. I think he's more 
vicious in the manga than in the anime. The anime, he's kind of like cartoonishly villainous yeah. um, with the soliloquies. But in the manga, he's like, he feels more dangerous in the yeah. manga. Everybody feels more dangerous in the manga. Yeah, well, because the anime, they made so, um, I, they have so many episodes well, to fill. I feel like they make it, they made it super cartoony this season, too. Like, that's, mm, that's. Yeah, they did not have the budget. Yeah. Well, no, I would just mean in, like, the, even, like, the personalities, the motivations, the, the acting, all felt mm-hmm. very cartoony. Like, that's why I feel like. Usagi was getting unintentionally gaslit all the time was because they were just not taking the time to actually think about what they're actually putting out there you know yeah so but I also feel like some of that was just based compared to the other seasons Sailor Moon R I think has the least budget yeah you know which is funny because they were like wow this first season did so well, we have to have a continuation. And then they just did not give the money for right. it. <laughs> like, it has the least episodes out of all of the seasons. Um, it has 12 episodes that are filler. Like, R did not get love from Toei. <laughs> yeah. It just kind of exists. It was turned out really fast, too. Mm-hmm. Which you can tell. You could see. Yeah. It's really obvious in the animation. Yeah. I was like, you know, we had some, like, bad animation episodes in the first season. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, in R, it was all the time. Yeah. It's like, that was just the style change for R. Yeah. Anyway. I don't have anything else to say about the Black Moon Clan. They suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were, uh, ironically, for as dysfunctional as they were, they were the most interesting part of this season. It just wasn't a good season. <laughs> no uh the ayakashi sisters saved sailor moon R. oh yeah me. they those if it wasn't like they did all the heavy lifting yeah yep you want character arcs look at the ayakashi sisters you want it's uh that's about it yep yeah that's it like ayakashi sisters great esmeralda deserved better the men existed <laughs> i mean yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, anytime you, like, anytime you have a male bad guy in Sailor Moon, it's just like, I mean, you're there. <laughs> That's how I feel. I think, like, there's only, like, one exception. I think it's super ass, where Tiger's Eye, Fisheye, and Hawks Oh, yeah. They're pretty get, great. Get a lot in the anime. Yeah. Um, but we'll get there when we get there. We have all of Sailor Moon S to get through, um, where I think there's only one Nail bad guy. Yeah. And Fisheye. Yeah. And Fisheye in the dub, they just made female, just like they did to Zoysite. It's like, uh. Yeah, in the original this dub. This one's too. Because Fisheye, like. Sorry. They're like, this one's too gay. We need to make it a girl. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, Fisheye at one point, like, wears a dress and is, like, posing as yeah. female. So they're like, mm. <laughs> You're chasing after Mamoru while dressed as a woman. You're a woman now. <laughs> yeah, that one's a girl. <laughs> if only if only transitioning in real life was that easy. Oh my god. Right? <laughs> oh. Anyway, that was the original 90s 
dub in the current dub. He's is he? Oh, that's great. I think I so. That far yet? I'm sure he I'll, is. I'll find out. I've never watched the dub. I'll find out soon. That'd be yeah. great. Because because he's a great character. Yeah. Because when I had the DVDs, um, super like when I had the DVDs, the first two seasons had subs and dub, but the second two, they didn't. Uh, no, opposite. Mm. But I refused to watch them in the dub because it was the old dub. Because these were really old DVDs. This was Anyway, not important. That's a whole <laughs> other story we're not getting into. <laughs> I switched it to the dub for like one second in Super S and I like regretted it. Like, or I think it was S because I, I switched it for Pluto and like, oh man i had pluto did her attack and i almost like i like threw myself on the ground like i turned everything i pulled plugs out and like covered my ears and i wept because you have you have (laughs) and you have in japanese dead scream and then and then in english you have pluto deadly scream and it doesn't match the face at all and it's very mm. anyway did i capture it right (laughs) <laughs> you got it exactly right like you physically hurt me Sorry. by doing that <laughs> <laughs> I took psychic damage thanks <sighs> anyways okay anyway thanks for listening you can find us on twitter at Pod or contact us through email at Podcast at gmail.com that information is also in our show notes Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or, skinny go out that. Oh, she up.